Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have seen enough stories of people who they just get so entrenched in the idea of pursuing financial independence that once they actually achieve it, they don't know what to do with their lives because they don't have any hobbies. They don't have anything that they do for fun. They have lost their entire social circle because they were so hell bent on saving every penny. They stopped going out with friends. They stopped talking to people. They were just hermits at home, you know, squirreling away all the, the freaking quarters. And then one day you achieve financial independence and like, what else is there to do, right? So thinking about what that post-retirement life looks like, I think is so important. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. 
So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Hola, mi gente. Back for another podcast recording. Just got back from some self-care. So I want to hop on here and talk about creating your financial freedom plan. So I want to do kind of a more thorough breakdown of those specific steps so that you can start to create your financial freedom plan because it's going to look different for everybody. So just a quick recap for anybody who doesn't know what FIRE stands for, it is financial independence, retire early. And essentially the concept came about because of the book that came out in 1992 called Your Money or Your Life. Excellent book, highly recommend it. It'll make you think about money completely differently. But essentially the concept was to try to quantify your time and how much time you spend specifically working and breaking that down into a number, right? Like how much is your time actually worth? And then the greater movement is just a lifestyle choice where people decide to accelerate their savings and investing to the point that they can retire early, hence the RE in FIRE. So essentially, the FIRE movement is all about optimizing your spending and doing so in a way that is going to allow you to increase the amount of passive investments that you have. So the concept of living off of passive investments, like, for example, what you do when you're investing in the stock market, is that you can accumulate a big enough pot of money that is then going to allow you to walk away from job or start working part time, become a digital nomad, whatever the heck it is you want to do. So when I first found out about the fire movement back in 2016 I was in the throes of oh my god I just turned 30 I'm so depressed like I hate my life what is this I can't do this work shit for another 30 something years and I feel like a lot of people who find out about the fire movement are in that same boat that they're just like what is this ghetto shit we're calling adulting because I'm not interested I don't want to do this forever but you don't actually know like what your options are so I think I started googling like how do you quit your job and I came upon Mr money mustache I came upon just like a bunch of blogs about the fire movement and I was like excuse me how dare y'all keep this to yourselves okay because honestly the fire movement up until maybe like two years ago was like all white and all male and so you know now that we have other people in the space people like myself people like Delianne people like Sheng from Save My Sense there's like a bunch of women of color now who are talking about this concept but back in 2016 wasn't nobody talking about this shit except white dudes so I started reading blogs. I started listening to podcasts. I think it was 2017. I found Jamila Souffrant's Journey to Launch podcast. And that for me was like a game changer. I was like, oh my God, she's a black woman and she's also talking about financial independence. So I'm like, wait a minute, maybe this is not just for like white dudes. Maybe I can do this too. So that was like the light bulb moment for me where I'm like, okay, I get it. But then you start trying to figure out the logistics of like, how am I actually going to become financially independent? Because when you start looking at like what you actually have to do, a lot of people are just like, you know what? This is way too overwhelming. I'm not even gonna do shit. Okay, I'm not even gonna start because... Lord knows, how the hell am I going to save a million dollar portfolio? How am I going to stick it out of this job for like another 10 years plus? How am I going to start cutting my spending? How Like, it's 
so many things that you can be like, I'm not gonna do shit because I'm overwhelmed. So I wanted to have this conversation around what practically does it look like to actually pursue and achieve financial independence as someone who has done it. Now, a lot of what you see uh, around the advice for FIRE or how to achieve FIRE is just like straight up stock market investing, like throwing all of your excess cash into the stock market and then eventually getting to the point where you've reached like a million dollars net worth, whatever it is that that FIRE number is for you. And we're going to talk about how to calculate that. Okay. So the beauty of FIRE is that it's very customizable and there's a lot of different options for how you can achieve it. For me, I was actually able to achieve it through passive income through my blog because now my blog actually pays my bills. It like is my employer, right? And so there are cash flow FIRE options where you are creating cash flow on a monthly basis through business, through real estate or through investments, or there's just the straight up, I'm just going to accumulate a big ass amount of money in the stock market. And then once I'm ready to pull the plug on the nine to five, I'm going to slowly withdraw money out of that big ass pot of money. And hopefully if you do it right, and you know, you got to factor in things like inflation, the world coming to an end, you know, freaking oil prices, you becoming ill. I'm like, there's a lot of shit to consider when you're calculating like how sustainable is your fire plan. But essentially you want to get to a place where like you have enough money to last you your entire life. Now let's talk about the actual steps to achieve financial independence. Before you even start doing anything logistically with your numbers, you have to imagine what is your life going to look like after achieving it. And the reason why I say that is because I have seen enough stories of people who they just get so entrenched in the idea of pursuing financial independence that once they actually achieve it, they don't know what to do with their lives because they don't have any hobbies. They don't have anything that they do for fun. They have lost their entire social circle because they were so hell bent on saving every penny. They stopped going out with friends. They stopped talking to people. They were just hermits at home, you know, squirreling away all the, the freaking quarters. And then one day you achieve financial independence and like, what else is there to do, right? So thinking about what that post-retirement life looks like, I think is so important. Start visualizing what you want now and how is it that FIRE is gonna help you get there? So that's major before you even start actually doing any tactical stuff. The second thing is we have to calculate what that FIRE number looks like. So the traditional books and the blogs and all that will tell you 25 times your annual expenses is what you should start off as your baseline for calculating your fire number. So let's take the example that you need $40,000 a year to live. If that's you, kudos to you because I don't know where in this country you could live for $40,000 a year comfortably, especially if you got kids. Let's just say that. If your annual expenses are $40,000 a year, multiply that times 25 and you get a million dollars, right? So that's where the fire number calculation starts thinking about what annual expenses do you have that you want to continue to have post-retirement. Now, when I was talking about the fact that I'm a cash flow fire person, meaning like I don't have a million dollars in the bank, but I've been able to achieve financial dependence because I have passive income through other sources, mainly my business, my blog, etc. You can also decide that your fire number is a monthly amount of income that you can consistently rely on. So for me, I needed to hit a $10,000 a month fire number 
number. Like I knew if I was making $10,000 a month through my blog, through my businesses, through passive income in some way, shape or form, then I was gonna be able to walk away from my nine to five. So whatever that number is for you, very personal. You have to factor in a lot of things, right? You have to factor in, are you single? Are you married? Is your partner on board with your fire plan? Or are you gonna be doing this alone? Do you have children that you wanna support once you have retired as well? Are you factoring in supporting your extended family, right? If you also wanna have an extra $40,000 a year to give to your mom in retirement, then your fire number is gonna go potentially from a million dollars to $2 million, cause now you're calculating for two people. So making sure that you are factoring in all of those different things with regards to like the lifestyle that you want, where are you going to live? Are you gonna work part-time? Do you have a partner who is going to supplement income? A lot of things to think about. So once you've calculated that fire number, the next step is going to be prioritizing getting out of debt. If you are starting your fire journey debt-free, kudos to you, I love it, okay? Because I was not debt-free. I was very much in a shit ton of debt when I decided I wanted to pursue fire. I had just bought a house the year before. I had like $40,000 left of my student loans. I had tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt. I had a car payment. Like I was just out here doing all the things that people say you should do to build wealth, but I was drowning in six figures of debt, okay? So once you've decided, I wanna pursue FIRE, okay, I've calculated my FIRE number, you need to start taking a look at your overall financial picture. How much debt are you in? What kinds of debt are you in? And you have to prioritize getting rid of that shit. And the reason why I say that is because I have personally experienced the difference of saving and investing while you're in debt versus not. Like being debt-free has accelerated my ability to save money and invest, it's nuts. Okay, so prioritizing things like your high interest rate debt, things like your credit cards, making sure that you know exactly when those payment dates are due. If you have money to pay extra, pay the extra, make a plan. Either use the avalanche method where you are, you know, stacking things based on the interest rate or the snowball method where you're tackling them from smallest to largest amount. I don't care. I don't care how you pay off debt. Put a freaking tracker on the wall, start paying that shit off. It becomes addictive, I promise you. Once you start tracking and you actually see the progress it becomes addictive it's the same thing as like going to the gym and you're just like oh my god i see the numbers they're fluctuating this is amazing so be intentional with paying off debt my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments then tap to pay on iphone and stripe came along and changed everything with tap to pay on iphone and stripe i streamlined my payment process effortlessly Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. The third thing in order to achieve financial independence that you're going to have to do is lowering your expenses. Okay. I know you don't want to hear that. And I promise you, I'm not, I'm not telling you like you can't go out to a restaurant. I'm not telling you, you can't take a vacation. What I am telling you is to look at the biggest areas in your life where you are spending money that could be optimized. For me, I knew right away when I decided to pursue fire, I'm like, I've got to get the hell out of New Jersey. Anybody who's from the New York Metro area knows it is one of the most expensive places in the country to live. And that was back for me in 2017. I can't even freaking imagine how more expensive it is now. So that was my first thing. I'm like, I have to move because right now we are living paycheck to paycheck, making six figures, spending all this money on transportation, on housing, on taxes. This is terrible. I got to go. So I started formulating a plan to move to a lower cost of living state. And that for me was Florida. So I decided, hey, Florida has some great perks. It's a very unique place where there is no state income tax. So for me, not only like as a high income W-2 earner, but also as someone with a business, duh, this makes so much sense. I'm gonna go to the place that I can basically cut my you know, tax bill by pretty much like 30%. And that's exactly what happened. Once I moved, I started seeing all this extra money in my paycheck. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? They didn't give me a raise to take this job out here, but I wasn't paying $700 a month in income tax anymore. And so I was like, oh, yo, you ain't got to tell me twice. Not to mention that, but like the cost of living here is lower. It's about 25% lower than it is. But we did save about 25% on our housing costs. And we were able to live in a bigger place and have our own actual like entire home for the first time that in New Jersey, like never lived in a single family home because we couldn't afford it. It was crazy. Taking a look at those really key areas where you can lower your expenses, things like daycare, daycare is crazy. There are opportunities for optimizing. So don't get overwhelmed with like having to do stupid shit, like cutting coupons, only going to the restaurant on like Wednesday when there's like a two for one special. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about looking at the highest impact ROI areas in your life where you can be like, I need, I can save some money here. A common way that people do when it comes to housing is house hacking. So if you don't know what house hacking is, it's essentially when you buy a home and you live in one room or if you buy a multifamily home, you live in one unit and then you rent out the rest and hopefully you get to a place where like people can pay the rental income can pay for your mortgage. You can absolutely still have your Starbucks and pursue fire. Anybody who's out here trying to say like, we can't do the avocado toast, go fuck yourself. Okay, so that was 
step three. Now, increasing your savings rate. And what does that mean? Like how high? As high as humanly possible, truly. When I started my FIRE journey, I made a commitment. I was gonna save 20% of every paycheck. And as things started to progress, I would save more and more and more. My favorite approach for budgeting, because I know, you know, budgeting is like so fucking boring and nobody wants to do it. But when you prioritize your saving and your investing goals before your bills, it feels different. So what I do, I practice what's called the pay yourself first budgeting approach. And so I decide how much do I want to save every month? I put a dollar amount on that. And how much do I want to invest every month? And I put a dollar amount on that. And those are non-negotiables. So let's say I want to save a thousand dollars and I want to invest a thousand dollars. Before any bills are paid, those things are happening as soon as I get paid. We're putting the thousand in the savings account and we're putting a thousand in the investment account. And then I'm going to figure out how to live off of the rest of this money. And that's where that optimizing of your costs and your expenses is super key. I'm not a zero-based budgeter. I can't fuck with the spreadsheets and the apps and the mint.com telling me that my balance in my bank account and this crap that is on here on the screen is not reconciling. I don't have energy for it. I can't do the cash envelopes. You know what? I don't know where cash goes. It's like it's set on fire as soon as it's in my wallet. So you need to find whatever method it is that works for you. But personally, I feel like when it comes to making sure that those important goals that you have come first, using that pay yourself method is a game changer. Okay, so that was four. Now we're down to five. Five is investing. I know, oh my God, we have to do the scary shit and invest. But the reality of it is, and I think right now, especially in this high ass inflationary market, cash is trash. And you can put that on a t-shirt and tell them I told you that. Cash is fucking trash. There is nowhere that you can put your money right now, as far as a bank account, that is going to give you enough interest to combat inflation. Unless you find some bank account that is doing 8% interest, guess what? Your money is losing value every fucking week now, okay? Because we were really out here paying $3.59 for gas last Friday, and we bought to be out here paying $4.25 for gas a week later. So investing is the only way that you are going to combat inflation and that you're actually gonna help your money grow without you having to actively do anything. That's the magic of the market, right? It's like, it's almost like, how is this real? But it is, I promise you, it's real. And other communities, hey, white people, have been doing this for generations. So stop being scared of the stock market because they've been doing it forever. The only thing you should be scared of is not investing because we already know what that looks like. We've seen our friends and family who do not invest and they have nothing and they're retiring. And it's like, yo, that's the scary shit to me. So investing is a must. And investing for fire does not look the same as investing for a traditional retirement. Most financial experts will tell you, you can get away with investing 10 to 20% of your income and you should be able to retire around the traditional age of 65 if you start in your 20s. When we're talking about financial independence, we're talking about upwards of like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% of your income potentially going towards investing. And you might be thinking to yourself like, who the fuck has money for that? This is why we're going to step six in a moment when I think about investing for FIRE, I'm like, I want to find all the accounts that I'm eligible for as far as investments are concerned, and I'm going to throw money in all of them. So what does that look like for me? When I first started my FIRE journey, I was still eligible for a Roth IRA. So I was putting money in a Roth. I was putting money in my 401k up until I became debt free, and then I started maxing it out. I was putting money in an HSA or health savings account, which is an investment account specifically earmarked for 
for medical expenses and you can earn tax-free growth in those accounts. Fabulous. And I was also investing in a regular schmegular brokerage account. Now that I'm in a different situation, so I'm not a W-2 employee and I'm also in a higher tax bracket, I'm no longer eligible for a Roth IRA, like direct contributions, but I do do backdoor Roth. If you don't know what the hell that is, go and check out my Instagram reels. I have a whole explanation of what a backdoor Roth IRA looks like. And then instead of contributing to a workplace 401k, I have a solo 401k through my business and a solo 401k is just a 401k for self-employed people who do not have any other employees besides their spouse. So I am investing currently as a somebody who is financially independent and now working towards retiring early. I max out my 401k. I max out my HSA. I max out my Roth IRA. And I've already done all of these for the year, which is like when I think about where I was five years ago, I'm like, yo, this is nuts. And I also throw any excess funds in my brokerage account. So investing in multiple accounts, super important when you're pursuing fire, just put money wherever you can put it. And if that also you want to include your children, totally go ahead and do that 529 plans you can do a custodial brokerage account you can open a separate brokerage account and save for your family members if you're pursuing what uh, I know Delian has called it family fire right so when like when you are pursuing financial independence for you and your loved ones like extended family you can totally do that so now step six you're thinking to yourself okay cool I want to invest in all these accounts but I ain't got no money for this shit I understand this is why you need a side hustle I'm just gonna put that out there okay these jobs are not giving you seven percent raises because the cost of living went up. And if they are, let me know who, because we all need to go and apply. Otherwise, right now, every single one of y'all who got a raise this year actually is earning less than you were last year because of inflation. So increasing your income through job hopping or side hustling or a combination of both is super critical for being able to realistically pursue financial independence. Someone who is earning $20,000 a year is gonna be very difficult for you to pursue financial independence unless you are just like super, super frugal, you don't do anything, you don't go anywhere. For most of us, we're gonna have to earn a decent amount of money to have that disposable income to then be able to invest, save, pay off debt, etc., etc. So you need a side hustle or you need to start job hopping and get into these well-paid jobs. No more settling for the bullshit. When you decide you wanna pursue fire, that's it. Like you're gonna do by any means necessary. We're gonna start this business, we're gonna download this app, we're gonna drive on Uber, we're going to start the freaking side hustle. And then once you have optimized all of these things right once you have decided you want to pursue fire and you are imagining already and planning for what that life looks like you have calculated your fire number you are prioritizing and you have paid off your debts you have lowered your expenses you have increased your savings rate you have your emergency fund right you have your investments rolling you hit your fire number you are chilling even before you get to fire I want you to stay flexible because when I first was thinking about my fire journey I I swore up and down that I was gonna work at this job for the next 10 years and we we're gonna figure it out and I'm gonna stick it out there was no in indication in my brain that my business was gonna take off there was no indication to me that I was gonna be able to achieve financial dependence with my blog but these things happened and so I had to pivot I'm like you know what fuck this job I'm not about to be here for another eight years dealing with this nonsense I don't gotta do it anymore so I decided to leave way before I planned to so staying flexible and giving yourself permission to like revise the plan maybe you decide uh 
I don't think I want to be fully retired. I think I want to do some shit. Maybe I want to work part time just so I can keep my medical benefits, but I don't want to do this full time nine to five thing. That's fine too. Maybe you decide I want to just take a sabbatical. I don't actually want to go and like quit my career forever. Maybe I love what I do. So staying flexible and remaining open to like where your actions take you because you'll be surprised. Like once you get on the fire journey, shit just starts rolling. Like you just start showing up different in the world because you are operating from like a different place. You're operating from not scarcity anymore. You are like, fuck this. I'm getting all the money. I'm investing all the money. I am going to do all the things so that I can be out here living my best life. So that is the way to pursue fire, according to me. So I hope you guys love this episode and I hope that you found this very helpful. I hope to learn more about like your own fire journey. So if you decide like I'm going to start my fire journey, let me know in the comments. Let me know in the DMs. I want to root you on and send you all the resources so that you can be hella successful on your journey to becoming financially free. Have a great day, y'all. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer